When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the fan-sided podcast network. Here's your hosts, Kevin Daggett and Lee Vowell. And welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast. I'm Lee, and Todd is with me. Todd, how are you? As far as you know, I'm with you. I am, uh, considering the news, pretty good. Where, where are you right now? Because usually there's background noise. There's like wind or gunfire. <clears throat> yes, I have been. I was going to say I have been re- reporting from the Ukraine, but now that I said that, I guess I might as well just say that. Yeah, I've been right. reporting from the Ukraine. Now I'm reporting from the safety of the Kremlin, which is probably the safest place in, oh, yeah. in the universe right now. So that's right. Yeah, till till Vladdy, we said hi. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, no, that's not true. We're not. We're not pro-Russian. We're not. So, uh, I mean, unlike certain members of the United States Congress, which is kind of a weird thing. Anyway, yeah, uh, well, that's a that's a different show. Yes. So that's our show. Thanks for listening. No. So anyway, so <laughs> getting into getting into Seahawks news. We'll, yes. We're going to talk uh, just for the listener out there. We're going to talk Seahawks. We'll have a little bit of John Clayton and maybe we'll talk the Batman. But uh, so I was I was a little confused. I mean, of course, we had free agency this week that we joked last podcast like. Oh, you know, the team's going to change completely because of free agency when we, we know that the Seahawks aren't going to do anything. And there's – unless you're in the AFC West, which I think – correct me if I'm wrong. You're wrong. Unless you were already under contract, one of the best players in the NFL, and already under contract for the next several years with your own team, the the CBA that they just redid a few years ago, I think it stated in the 2022 offseason – if you were a good player and available, you were going to have to, in the 2022 offseason, go to the AFC West. Is is that the case? I'm pretty sure. Actually, I think they added a writer to that, that even if you were already with a good team, that you that at least 75% of you had to be traded. So, yeah. Deshaun Watson didn't go to the AFC West because there was no team that didn't have a quarterback of his ilk. There was no – there. There still is no team that has a quarterback of his ilk other than the Browns. Well, on and the it, field. Yeah. yeah, his 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 off the field ilk is allegedly different. Off the um, field ilk, live in concert. Yeah, it makes pretty sweet. It makes perfect sense now why uh, the Seahawks and granted a lot of people while we were saying you and I were saying and several of the writers on Twelfth Man Rising were saying yeah they're probably going to trade him, but you and I both said they're not going to trade him. There's no reason to trade him. And now we see why they traded him because the 
next contract. They weren't so concerned about this con- their contract. They were concerned about Rick Wilson you're talking about, not Deshaun Watson. Right? Not Deshaun Watson. That uh, they didn't really want to pay. What's Russell Wilson's guaranteed money going to be in Denver? We may find out soon because they're already saying in Denver that they probably want to sign him to a new contract really quickly before his guaranteed money Too is late. $300 million. Too late. Because yeah. now it's like, well, I mean, yeah, this guaranteed money stuff happening. Exactly. All, it's like we're got, we've changed to baseball or something. Uh, I was going to say baseball. Yeah, <laughs> it's changed into baseball. I mean, it's was Deshaun Watson was the second one. Who was the other person who recently signed with someone else and like all their money was guaranteed? And that was the first player. Mickey Rooney. Yeah. In the history of since we've started having free agency, who's all the money they've had for seven years of their career because of this new contract has been fully guaranteed. Who? Oh, it was um the guy who was uh, Randy Gregory, who just signed with Denver, yeah. like his money, which I didn't know had been fully guaranteed with the Cowboys while he was there. And then he signed as a free agent with the Broncos and all his money is fully guaranteed. And that had never happened before, but now, you know, Aaron Rodgers got his $200 million contract or whatever it is for four years where he's actually older than George Blanta at the end of that contract. But then Deshaun Watson, here's the thing. And, and, you can definitely give me your take. Deshaun Watson was like, I'm not going to Cleveland because blah, 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 blah. I'd rather do, you know, and really it's as we've joked, sadly, you know, oh, what right does he have to say no to someone? Right. He doesn't even understand the meaning of no. So, um, yeah. you know, especially off the field. But he he was like, I'm not going to Cleveland. And then something happened where. The truckers were not involved because we know the owner of the Browns doesn't, you know, doesn't like the truckers because he steals mm-hmm. money from them to give to John, Deshaun Watson, I guess is what happened. But he was like, I'm not going to Cleveland, Watson said. And then something happened where it's like, you know what? If you come here, we'll give you $230 million guaranteed for five yeah. years. And then he's like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'm okay with that trade. It's like, don't tell me he just suddenly waived it. He understood what the contract was going to be. It was money. Sure. It was involved. Well, so screw that. Well, allegedly, it was because he did a Google search for allegedly. massage parlors, and he only <laughs> found like 15 in the Cleveland area. So it was like, yeah, that's not enough. I, I, there's got to be 20. So I think the money was enough. That's just a Medina. I can, <laughs> I can, I can go out of town, uh, allegedly. Uh, <clears throat> here's the, here's the thing as far as how this applies to the Seahawks. Completely aside from the off the field stuff, because some people said, I don't care, which personally, I think they're insane. Completely aside from the off the field stuff, Cleveland and uh, Cleveland, (laughs) I've seen headlines, a couple from a couple different writers and probably just goofball bloggers like us, except they're probably intelligent, unlike us, saying, well, the Browns are screwed for the next decade. And that's what the Seahawks didn't want to do because when you've guaranteed that much money, yeah. unless there's a secret, oh, we don't have a salary cap rule, the Seahawks yeah. probably felt, you know what? We love Russ, and they did. But we want to actually have a team other than Russ and about 40 scrubs because that's what Cleveland's going to have. And same thing with Green Bay, right? That's what's going <clears> to <throat> happen eventually. Yeah, and and that's that's well. Who is who is the illustrious uh, infectious disease expert Aaron Rodgers going to be thrown to? Because his 
best target left because they can't afford to keep them. Oh, well, so here's the thing with that. So I actually happened to accidentally know somebody who knows Devontae Adams. And uh, don't, don't, lie, don't lie to the 12s, man. <laughs> well, one of them is a, one of them is a 12. Actually. So uh, but um, and he was he was telling me and I think this is probably well known. It's not like I'm breaking news here. Yeah, it's not like I'm breaking bad. Um, but uh, so Devon, Devontae Adams, like personality, especially off the field, is very laid back. Mm-hmm. And he clearly, as it turns out, doesn't like personally like Aaron Rodgers because the Packers offered the same amount of money that the Raiders are giving Devontae Adams. Hopefully everybody knows that at this point. But when it came to the choice was I'm not going to play with the franchise tag because I want to, you know, have a bigger contract, which he ended up doing, right? Right. right. But the choice was do I want to come back and play with Aaron Rodgers for the same amount of money or do I want to go elsewhere? And he has a house in Las Vegas and of course he played college with Derek Carr, so it made yeah. it easier. Sure. But but what I was told on Friday was the fact that it basically came down to Devontae Adams was like, I, I don't really want to play around this jerk, to be honest. Wow. And I'll I'll go somewhere else. And for the same amount of money, because that's what Green Bay was offering him. So yeah. That was Aaron Rodgers cost the the Packers a player. It wasn't really the money. The money was the same either way. But I mean, <clears throat> you think about that. It's like, well, you know, I'm I'm Devontae Adams is a young, great receiver, right? Um, who's going to have be playing for more years than Aaron Rodgers probably in the league, um, especially at a high high level. Probably he went on yet, but yeah, probably. Rodgers will be what 41, 42 at the end of the contract. Which is halfway through Tom Brady's career. So, yeah. Yeah, but the difference is, and, and yeah. everybody knows this, is that Tom Brady for years and years and years took lower amounts exactly. to have players around him. Aaron Rodgers is not going to have anybody around him by right. the end of that. Because even if the salary cap goes up some, it's still like, it's not going to go up goes that up. much. Right. Right. It's not going to go up to compensate for that. Yeah, because it's such a huge amount of money. Just the same thing like you were saying with Deshaun Watson is like, You've mm-hmm. guaranteed all that money. You've just screwed the team. Yeah, exactly. And that's what the Seahawks weren't going, weren't willing to do. You know, I mean, there are a lot of people are saying that, oh, Russ forced, forced his way out of it. He forced his way off the team. It's like he, he's under contract. He can't force his way off the team. But the, what he wanted in a contract forced him off the team. So if you want to look at it that way, yeah, he forced his way off the team. The fact that he wasn't willing to do the Brady move and he's like, okay, I'll take less money because I want a better team around me. And that doesn't speak that well of, of Russell Wilson. And I'm not going to badmouth him on the way out the door because where would this team have been without Russ? Because former teammates are doing that. Even back in college, you're doing that enough. And we don't yeah, know Russell yeah. Wilson, whereas you right. had that one guy from NC State say this was the worst teammate we ever had, which, yeah. I mean, it goes back to like – you know, sorry to interrupt you, but it's like with Wilson when he was at NC State for three years and then he decided to take a year off to play baseball. And then right. the coach at NC State was like, no, we've got another quarterback. You're going to have to, you know, which yeah. if you think about it, it's like, oh, OK, well, this guy was the starting quarterback. But yeah, but you, the quarterback they had was OK in college. Right. And he wasn't a great pro, but you left. You decided to leave and we had to move on. So he ended up in Wisconsin. So he kind of made a selfish decision to try to play baseball, which I don't blame him. I mean, first of all, if I if I could play baseball or football and I had the choice, 
of course I'm going with baseball. And long, until recently, it's money. guaranteed money, and you get hurt yeah. less. Yeah, of course. Yeah, this it's just that the contract situation is what forced him out. And the Seahawks this year might suffer for it a little bit. We'll see how much they suffer for it. But long term, long term, would you rather be right now, would you rather be a fan of the Browns or the Seahawks? And it's like anybody who says, you know, just completely a separate separate from fan loyalty it's like you're insane if you'd rather be a, a fan of the browns right now because their future is screwed yep even with a young quarterback you're not going to have anybody around them and I, I mean what's you know the nfl could come back and be like you know what it, it's yeah he didn't face any legal ramifications but you know he's still suspended for a year and then you've really screwed yourself oh, yeah and maybe they deserve. I mean, the I don't like the Brown. I don't like their owner. Their owner's from the yeah. same state I live in. He's he's an ass. He's not a good person. And 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 that's you know speaking financially as far as the way he's treated the workers for companies. He's not even football that he's had. It's just he, you know, and and other amenities that were involved with that business. He's not he's not a good person. So it doesn't surprise me that they went after Watson. And I've also know? lived in Cleveland, and I can see Cleveland. No offense to people who live in Cleveland. I don't know why you're listening to this show anyway, but if you happen to live in <laughs> Cleveland, it's not like those people are the most judgmental people, I guess, for lack of a better phrase. Um, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in Cleveland that probably wouldn't go on in other cities. So they're probably going to be, and again, I don't mean any offense to anybody in Cleveland, but they're going to be a little bit more welcoming than they would, say, in, I don't know. Charlotte, for instance. I mean, yeah. it, it, Panthers may have wanted to trade for Watson, but there's a fan base out there that's probably like, mm, when I go to church on Sunday, I'm not going to be very proud that this guy's the quarterback to the face of my franchise. You know what I'm saying? I know I know what you're saying. Okay, two things. First, you mentioned Charlotte, so obligatory. Charlotte, North Carolina. Woo! <laughs> um, other thing is, do we know who... And the Cleveland organization said that they wanted an adult at quarterback. Yeah, I, I, I saw that headline. I didn't see who. <laughs> because, <clears throat> um, okay, I obviously that person at least feels that Baker Mayfield has maturity issues, and and maybe he does. Who knows? Uh, maybe he does. I don't know if that's accurate. However, really, then you decided to go with Deshaun Watson. Uh, yeah, that makes like zero sense, but that's the organization that's, and that's off the field stuff and that's allegedly, but technically when there are 20 fires, 20 pillars of smoke, there's some fire there. So I'll just leave it at that. Anyway, back to the Seahawks. Uh, I just popped in Seahawks. Well, it does, that does involve the Seahawks because the Seahawks. Baker Mayfield could end up in Seattle. He could. He could. And, and, and you know, I, we, if that's I, the case, I'll, I'll accept the, the child, 100%. Baker Mayfield, as a yeah, as quarterback. The, the child who, and maybe he does have maturity issues, but the child who actually put out, before the trade, Watson trade ever happened, put something out saying, I really want to thank the fans. And it was, I don't know if he wrote it, it was extremely well written. Yeah. A goodbye that he said before, and and I guess he wasn't. Mm-hmm. He told the Browns he wasn't going to play for him, but 
um, after Watson turned down the trade, Mayfield supposedly said he wasn't going to play the season anyway. But man, I don't blame him. Somebody no, I don't blame him either. You know what? You've got a job, or you're thinking about hiring this other person. But if yeah. it falls through, you'll still have your job. And be like, screw you. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I, I get paid enough where I can take a year off. Heck, I get paid enough where I probably would never have to work again. I was going to say. <laughs> even if I'm under a receiver. I mean, he's, he's I eventually going to make a lot million. more money. But Yeah, even if I don't have $200 million guaranteed, I can take the rest of my life off. Uh, but it is interesting that, to me, the top five news stories on the Seattle Seahawks. These are the Rob report. Gordons. <laughs> They're all on John Clayton. Uh, that alone speaks volumes about John Clayton. It's like, oh, I want to find out news about the team. It's like, okay, but first, let's talk about a reporter who covered the team. Right. The top five stories, at least. John Clayton was Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport before there was an Ian Rappaporter. Adam yeah, but Schefter. Be- but better. And I'm not oh, talking yeah. for them. He was a completely different entity i mean when, uh, writing, oh, when writing mattered when's the last time you yeah. read something adam schefter wrote besides a tweet mm, no offense to adam schefter i just maybe, don't read this stuff maybe a month ago uh and that was just kind of a random thing I, you know it's like i wrote something about it that you published yesterday you wrote something well about we it, did it's that that uh Fans are coming up today. Yeah, and then that's the thing. It's like connected to the fans. For him, it was about the game. It was about the fans. It wasn't about him. And the, the fact that all these tributes and every single one of them, and you see things like Beloved, and it's like he's a sports writer, and he's beloved, and uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, because and he it, treated and, and people with integrity, which is something we lack a lot of times in the world today, right? Yep. And it was him off the field, too, right? It wasn't just him doing his job well, which he did, obviously. He was a pro football Hall of Famer as a writer. Right. But he clearly loved his wife, Pat, right. um, which everybody who caught – and we were talking about this pre-pro when Ted Hicks still was not available. Um, it's funny we both did that at the same time. Anyway, so <laughs> should have Ted on just, just to have him on. But uh, if you listen to the John Clayton show yesterday on Saturday morning, of course – John was not involved in that because he had passed away. Right. But everybody who called in because they still held the show because John would want them to hold the show. Yeah. Everybody who called in was basically said the same thing. He loved football and his wife. His wife. Yeah. That's how life should be. Except maybe the football part. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's. <clears throat> of course, if that's how you make your living. You love the fans. And he was. Uh, Kind of maybe a super fan. I mean, extremely intelligent. Put the truth above, you know, the story about the Steelers. And Is that he's a filling, like you said, Michael he's filling Steelers? in. And he writes super, a story about the Steelers and they lose a draft pick. Yeah, super fan. He had a big SF on his chest. Jonah Hill which, and Michael Cena. Really? That you're gonna go? You're gonna go to the Batman already? Um, which one is in Batman? Jonah Hill. <laughs> they both are. They're both the Batman. Are you serious? Oh, gotcha. <clears throat> yeah, they they both play the Batman because he's anyway. No, that's Moon Knight. Never mind. That's a different movie reference, and that's not even a movie. That's a show. But anyway, hasn't come out yet, right? Yeah, it hasn't come out yet, but it's coming out, I believe, in the uh, end of the month. Anyway, March so 30th. I don't have yeah. it written down anywhere, but it's March thirtieth. Clayton is was and is 
because he was on just a re absolutely remarkable person and then an absolutely remarkable reporter and writer. And that is a uh, arguably for 12s, that's a bigger loss than Russell Wilson being traded. Yep. So. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, for sure. Um, and Bobby Wagner and don't mean to leave Bobby Wagner out of that discussion because it's, it's an easy argument to say that he's a that he was more important to the Hawks than to than Walt Wilson. So. Yeah, for for yeah, especially defensively in the mid 2010s, you could definitely make that argument because the defense was why they won. Wherever he goes, their defense has just got an instant upgrade. Yeah, and he That's could still sure. end up back in Seattle. So. And he could, which would be amazing. Surprised somebody hasn't scooped him up yet. So maybe he's just thinking he's his own agent. Which John Schneider actually made a made a point of, maybe not intentionally, but making a point of. Well, so the, I don't know if you heard any of the press conference they had on Wednesday with Pete Carroll and John Schneider, but <clears throat> Bobby, they were, you know, brought up the the fact that Bobby Wagner was released and tweeted out that he said, oh, I didn't even know from the team that I had been released. And so I've heard two different things um, about that. One was it, he wasn't when he tweeted that he wasn't referring to his actual release. It was the fact that he was going to be released. And then once he was released, the team told him. Right. So he already knew about it before, but yeah, I guess it's semantics. And the other thing is that um, John, I don't know, again, if you watch the press conference, but John Schneider and Pete Carroll both said, yep, we own that. We we messed that up. We right. messed that whole situation up. But John Schneider made, and which is more than what Jimmy Hyams would say, right? But um, and yeah. neither of those are the other, but Jody Adam would probably say the same thing. But anyway, John Schneider was talking about how you know, if if I was a player like Bobby Wagner, I would probably reach out to other agents and other people that I trusted to get their input. And he did make or kind of inferred the fact that when Wagner, who's his own agent, did the contract, mm -hmm. probably didn't do the wise move by saying the final year of my contract is 20 million, but 60 million of it's guaranteed. No team's going to keep you around for that. It just doesn't make any sense, no matter how good you are. If you if a team can save more than 75% as it turns out because of the dead cap right by cutting you yeah i mean why would they keep especially if you're 30 what 2 years old and a linebacker they're not going to be like oh, okay yeah we'll pay you 20 million we can spend that money on dot 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 dot, dot <laughs> on nothing players. yeah so and we should get into that i i guess they haven't spent that money right though they've signed so they signed Usina Nusu, who could be pretty good. <clears throat> Did right. you know that they they signed Nusu to uh, $20 million for two years? Right. That was the most they've spent since 2010 on someone else's free agent. Wow, that's crazy. And you've got I Deshaun Watson making $230 million yeah. guaranteed. Unreal. <clears throat> but, well, that's how you have, up until last season, a perennial winning franchise it is i mean uh, when you've got built-in players that you drafted well enough and then you haven't drafted yeah. well enough lately and that's you are where you are now yeah but you know they, they I, yeah that's kind of the general consensus because of 
those last few picks. But then you get, but then again, there's this guy named Brooks. So it's really hard to ignore the fact that, okay, they've not been the best at drafting lately, except lately, lately. Like, well, they seem to have got their mojo back on that because he's pretty decent. So hopefully we'll continue that. My, one of my real questions is just what's going to happen with L.J. Collier? Now that he's got a new defensive coordinator, because like you had said before, it's like clearly something was going on on the bench, in the locker room, whatever. Because when he was in, he was productive. He wasn't like a monster, but he was productive. Yeah. And, and he started every game in 2020. And then you know, it's like nothing. Of course, you know, does he have room? I mean, they signed Quentin Jefferson, which I'm super happy about. It Again, it's not a big splashy move, but he's a very, very good player. And he's going to fit in really well to what they want to do. He was really good with them before, and he had his statistically his best season last year with the greatness that is the Raiders. <laughs> Which weren't bad, and and they should be. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can get into the uh, that yeah, in just yeah. a second, but I, I I think my concern is the that yeah they signed Jefferson, which I think I agree that's a good signing because I think he was yeah. good when he was in Seattle. He didn't put up huge numbers, but he he's part of right. a rotation and he was good as part of that rotation. And then he went to the Bills and he wasn't bad, and then he was went to the Raiders and he was had his best year ever. He had more right. snaps, but he, he and, proved and, it. and he only he only missed one tackle, which, which is phenomenal. I mean, it's like Bobby yeah. Wagner esque, right? Exactly, exactly. It's like, oh, that's like Bobby Wagner. It's like, and you shouldn't miss that many tackles when you're on the line as opposed to a linebacker. But still, you're gonna miss right six, yeah. six, seven tackles. I've, I've missed three tackles just since we started this podcast. No kidding, my God. Uh, so, really good season last year, and no reason to think he won't repeat those numbers again. He's not gonna be, he's not gonna have ten sacks. Well, now he probably will, because just because just to like, oh, I heard you, I heard you, punk. Look what's gonna happen. Now he's gonna blow up like Jaron Reed did that one season. He's just um, like everybody else. I accidentally heard the Twelfth Man Rising podcast while I was getting my oil changed, and somebody was changing the channel, and I heard that one comment. That, uh, <laughs> that's how everybody hears it. That's what what shot that me Rob to... said because I can't remember our names. That Rob <laughs> said about about that I was no Jaron Reed when he. Didn't even say that. But, um, yeah, I guess my, my concern, though. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay, and then I'll go ahead. One thing that I was shocked by was like doing the little thing about Je- Jefferson is the incredible turnover on the defense. He, he was only, he's only been gone for two years. And there's one starter, one starter left that he played next to. Earl Thomas. Defensive tackle. Earl Thomas. It's Earl Thomas. And he was playing defensive tackle. Under the brilliant guidance of no, uh, but it's like what? And that's Puna Ford, who's not Puna Ford's a really good player, but that's not like the standout Seahawks defender that you think of. Like, wow. Yeah, and uh, the most the, I, I should say Diggs was there, but Diggs was only there for five games. So, right. You know that's so as far as the actual starting unit. Literally, almost every single player is gone. It's like, what the heck? In just two years, that's just crazy. I guess. Um. So this is what we've. This is where we've gone so far. So we've got. We as in 
being a Seahawks fan. I'm not part of the organization yet because once I'm involved, they will go winless. But so they they signed Jefferson, which they and they released Kerry Hyder. So that's basically one for one, right? Right. They released um, Carlos Dunlap. And which I want to get into in just a second. And they signed Nusu, which is basically could be as far as production one for one. So you're not really gaining anything. They released uh, Benson Mayoa, who was ill used last year, who put up six sacks or whatever before that. So it was not on him. I think it was Ken Norton Jr. And they which I'd totally forgotten. They even traded and got Shelby Harris, who could be okay. So that's right. Yeah, so they're basically breaking even. But the thing I didn't understand about Dunlap is they it's a post-June 1st designation. So basically they save long-term. Well, right now they save $5 million, but they already had tons of cap, stay, cap space. They're third in the league in cap space. Cap space. Yeah, but next year that it costs them. So like people writing, oh, you know, it's saving them money. It's not. It's hurting them, if anything, next year. And maybe saving the money that they're not spending this year. That's the thing that aggravates. Like they're no better than they were. Release. I didn't understand the release of Dunlap, who people didn't like, but he still led the team easily in sacks. And if he'd been playing where he should have all season long last year, he would have been ten plus, right? Yeah, that's that's the one thing that's hard to understand is the release it unless again. They're going to rework the contract, but it's, but if I'm Dunlap at this point, I'm kind of thinking, okay, Screw we played you. the game last year, and it worked out for me. Cool. But but exactly. It's like, can I just get a contract where I feel stable? Yeah, yeah that's... They, uh, they released him and then got him back last year because nobody really grabbed him. And then they were saying, hey, we're two years. Give you two years. Very team-friendly deal for what, it, for what his production has been. And he's right. been a very good player in the NFL. Yeah, and then it's like this year. It's like oh, okay, it doesn't make sense to really release them. And then they release them on Friday, and I'm like, what the hell are they? Th- I don't know what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, their moves so far though have generally Kyle <laughs> paid off. So yeah, um, yeah, the Dunlap thing is confusing for sure, but I, I'm sure they have a plan. Well, we know they have a plan. The question is, is, is it a, the correct plan? I, I have to think that it is. You know, because now the Wilson thing makes sense. Because it's like, okay, we kind of want to have a future as a team as opposed to here's a place for this quarterback to play and we can run off a decade of 5 and 12 seasons because we won't have anybody to play with them. Uh, especially when this particular player – said i need more help on specifically on the offensive line it's like yeah how are we going to do that when we give you 250 million guaranteed because that's probably what he's going to wind up getting like yeah that's not going to happen when we're spending all that money on one player so it makes sense but it but it is confusing that the entire dunlap situation is like what happened there yeah and the the other thing too is that you know I, I don't know what the plan is. Like you said, they've got a plan, is, but I'm not sure what it is because they have. Uh, they were talking Michael Bumpus on on Seattle Sports Radio, as it's called now, was talking on Friday about how 
hey, you know what? If I'm the Seahawks, like they have all this cap space, you might as well spend the cap space. If I'm the Seahawks currently and all these other teams have spent all this money on other free agents, mm-hmm. I'm scooping up quality free agents like it's nothing right now, but they're not doing anything. Maybe maybe they will tomorrow. Maybe they'll sign yeah. Taron Armstead of, of the Saints and Davian Clowney, you know, formerly of the Browns because the Browns can't afford anybody anymore. Right. But, you know, and Which they could nice do that up. stuff. Yeah, but they haven't they haven't done they normally don't do those things even and and right. I just don't know what the plan is, I guess. It's like it, they're not any better. They're not going to win the Super Bowl with Russell Wilson as we talked about last week in 2022 even if they still had Russell Wilson. I did see somebody on Facebook saying, "Hey, maybe Drew Locke is it's just like the Matthew Stafford story." I'm sorry, what? Stafford was actually a good quarterback in Detroit. Drew Locke's never been <laughs> That's gonna say. never been a good quarterback anywhere. I mean, DK Metcalf, and they actually have an article coming out in like three minutes, not live if you're listening to this, but about how DK Metcalf said, yeah, basically he didn't say it in this tweet, but he basically said, eh, maybe we should stop all the Drew Locke hate, you know, because give him a chance. Agree. As I, but, I don't think he's going to be worth it, but you got to give the guy a chance. So you got to give him the chance yeah. to compete, which they will. Yeah. And you can, you can roll the caps. Yeah, you can roll the cap space over to next year. But yeah. maybe they are but, looking at Baker Mayfield. Maybe they are looking at Jameis Winston. You know, I mean, there are quarterbacks out there. Well, you know, maybe that, but definitely could be looking at a quarterback to bring in, and that would explain why they're waiting more than Carlos Dunlap, the DJ Reed situation. That I, I wouldn't. I don't want Jameis Winston the same. I mean, he, there was Jameis Winston, and then Deshaun Watson said, "Hold my beer." I mean, that's the, the same kind of <laughs> guy to me. You know, because yeah. I don't, I don't want Jameis Winston, who's an interception machine. Plus, off the field, exactly. it's like I don't, eh. I don't want him. I don't want him either. But that's the kind of, you know, they could be looking at a name quarterback as opposed to, yeah, we're just going to roll the dice with Drew. Kenny yeah, Stabler. God, that would be great. Um, the snake. Or go back. Well, just, just go back further and get Daryl Monaco while you're at it. Uh, <laughs> The harmonica man. If back up to tittle. <laughs> wow. There's like two people who know what the hell you're talking about there. Uh, and one of them is Y.A. Tittle's mom. Um, That's right. I'm glad they mentioned Tittle finally. <laughs> if they go. So many people are saying, well, Malik, he's their guy. It's like so many people are saying that they're going to have to move the up and get him. Yeah. Exactly. They're going to pick him back up. Probably are people still like, Malik McDowell would still be good on this team, even though he can't really stay anywhere else. Yeah. Um, but that's my concern about that is there's so many people who are saying, yeah, this, he's their guy. He's their guy. He's like, that would be great if we were guaranteed we could get him with that pick. But then that's the problem is like if everybody feels that's their choice, they're not going to get him. And it's still a crapshoot whether he would be the answer, and I'll say this year, whether he would be the long-term answer or not, but they're going to have to do something to move up to get him. He's not going to fall when every single team knows you need him, and there's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks, like half the league. It, he's not just going to like, oh, how magically, and it's such a quarterback short draft. Like, he's not going to be there at nine. Yeah, you're actually fifth on the a lot of the big boards quarterback now. I don't know if you knew that. I was looking at uh, what's the guy with the hair? Mel Kiper. Yeah, I was looking at his big yeah. board. 
Oh, Mel Kiper. He's got to be a wig. <laughs> For all these years, got to be a wig. Mel, got to be a wig, Kiper. <laughs> got to be a wig. Such a good name. Such a good name. It's like yeah, reporters are known for certain things, uh, and that's what he's known for. Got to be a wig. That's right. Got to be a wig. Got to be the hair. His brain is in the hair, just like Mark Davis. So I, I don't put <laughs> that hair, man. I, I don't know. I don't get that. I, there's got to be. I so much on both of them. How did Al Davis make his money enough to? Was it just that the NFL teams were worth like nothing? I mean, he was a coach, right? He didn't. That's how he made his money, right? Player, NFL coach, started. and then blah. When the NFL started, if you got like a three pack of Cracker Jacks, every tenth pack they came with an AFC franchise. So right. I think they came with a share of the team. There were only three shares per team. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, oh, I got the got the Larry Bird rookie card, um, <laughs> which was that's worth two worth, shares. Which was yeah, probably worth more than an AFL franchise back then. Not now. That's right. So then Al Davis gets the team, and I mean that's a great investment. And then, well, and I mean that seriously because how much of yeah. investment did that go up? So his son takes over. Mark takes over the team. The funny thing is, he the hair is awful, but I've never heard anything bad about Mark Davis. No. Right. And he still make hires like of minorities that other teams are like, oh, I'm not sure. If I'm the Dolphins. I'm like, mm, I don't know about this. And Mark Davis would be like. Sure, what the hell? Yeah, he's not the Rooney family, but yeah, exactly. He's got Boris Johnson hair, but... Boris Yeltsin. Boris Yeltsin hair. That'd be even better. Boris Badenoff hair, which is no hair, except you'd have had that cool hat, so... You know how to have a cool hat? Kyle Gorbachev. He didn't have a hat. He just had he just had the <laughs> South America tattooed on his head. A lot of That's people right. thought that was a birthmark, but he that was that was his dedication to. He was always for Uruguay in the World Cup. I never understood that until now. It makes total sense. <laughs> makes no sense at all. You know you know who would you know who should buy if if Jody Allen ever decides to sell this buy a hat. Oh, I'll, I'll <laughs> if she ever decides to buy a hat. She should totally buy a fedora it. for that guy she, in the Dropkick Murphys. He would love it. Or a pork pie. Which 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 way would you go? Fedora or pork pie? Not 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 for the Dropkicks. I don't know. Nah. Pork pie would be more like I don't know, like the some penguin, kind of. I should wear a pork pie hat. I don't know. It's got to be techno bluegrass, right, for the pork pie hat. So. Techno Taylor blue. Swift is an attractive female. What what are we talking about? So Jody Allen is buying a hat. Is that what we're talking no, about? No, no, no. If, if Jody Allen sells the team and she does, technically oh. she's not the owner. She's merely the executor of the trust, of the Paul Allen trust. But if she ever decides to execute a trade, she should sell it to Bruce Wayne. Bruce. He would be an excellent owner. No, he wouldn't pay any attention to it, which is uh, sometimes hands-off ownership is even better. Yeah. So He's got some I issues, think. though. Doesn't he have some mental issues? It's, it's and, and you've seen the Batman. And from I've my, seen the Batman. <laughs> My understanding is that Michael Cena is fantastic. In no, my, my uh, understanding is that uh, Michael Cena that is. I think we talked about that on the pod. <laughs> That's right. Michael Cena um, is that, that he's as opposed to like, hey, there's the the Joker with uh, uh, I can't remember his name. Hugh Laurie. It's not Hugh Laurie. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Hugh that would be awesome. Hugh Laurie would be that would be fantastic awesome Joker, as the oh Penguin. Oh my gosh. So um, there you go. But uh, no, uh, he, he's more of like, hey, you know what? Batman's actually the star of this Batman film. 
as yeah. opposed to the thing. It's so nice as opposed to the random villain. Yeah, and and, so, and, and uh, sorry to interrupt you one more time, but it, you're not sorry. I, I kind of yeah, that's right. It's it's not my show. It's fan side shows. But it's uh no. The thing is that that I was gonna say. I always think of Batman as unless he's played by who's that guy that's a friend of Matt Damon. Um. <laughs> Miss, Mr. Formerly Mr. Uh, Jennifer Garner, but um, anywho, and, and where the hell was I going? Oh, so so He's the listener, Jen Jen. Jen Jen. Jen. That's right, Jen Jen. Is that uh, you know he he's kind of screwed up in the head, and and sometimes he's not played well enough to show like he's really screwed up in the head. I think Christian Bell did that. I think Michael Keaton did that in some scenes, pretty Chris, good degree. Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Best. Kristen Bell. Best. Best. Christian. Best. Christian Bell, that's right. I've never put Kristen never. and Christian. They should get married and, and they, have they changed. Totally It'd be Bell Bell, Kristen Bell Bell, because it's spelled yeah. differently. Bell anyway, so d- does this movie, does this Bell Bell. Batman really film, good ice cream, by the way, Bell Bell. Bell that's right, blue blue Bell Bell. But does this uh, does this Batman actually show the yes. Batman in a he's messed up in the head light? Yes, he 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 has issues. Uh, it, it's interesting in a lot of ways. First, this is like Batman Year Two, basically. So he knows what he's doing, but he's still kind of growing in the role. And Robert Pattinson plays him. And for those who only think of Robert Pattinson as the sparkly vampire, he's actually a very, very good actor. Uh, watch Good Times, if or The Lighthouse is like you will realize. Robert like, oh. Pattinson is not in Good Times. That's uh, Jimmy. Uh, what's his name? The guy who does those commercials now is dynamite, and it's like you're yeah. buying like stuff for. No, that movies. was not. That was people don't realize that, but that was Robert Pattinson. That's absolutely brilliant. That guy can't act. Yeah, he can act. Is like he, it, 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 when you hear him say dynamite in the Batman, it's uncanny. He was Carlton uh, in the original Fresh Prince. <laughs> Which, by the way, have you seen Bel Air? Interesting show. Um, I the have, Batman. I, sorry to interrupt. I haven't, but I want to because of the uncle. Because we're big nineteen two fans. Because we like Letter Kenny. <laughs> That's all true, and I put it together. So anyway, the Batman. At this point, if you care about the Seahawks, I'm so sorry for you. Uh, the Batman. So the Batman is really, really good because for a number of reasons. But it's a detective show, which. Batman started in 1939 in a publication called Detective Comics, and none of the movies have really portrayed him as a detective. I mean, he's trying to solve something, but mainly he solves something by, oh, I heard this. Oh, I'm going to use Lucius Allen's, Lucius Fox's technology so I can get some information, and then I'm going to go kick some ass. But that's the whole point here is here he's a detective first, and although not literally in the film because he does – creepy stuff first but he's a detective the tattoo detective he's a tattoo detective because he has dark dark makeup around his eyes so people can't see his eyes when he's in his mask he's very emo-esque that's right very devo-esque devo-esque he does wear flower pots a lot which proves how sad he is so (laughs) so um he he is Definitely screwed up in the head. Definitely screwed up in the head. But it's his journey into growing in the role. And it's his journey towards mental health, which sounds really weird, but it's really – that's what the movie is about. In addition to solving the multiple crimes of the Riddler, which is really cool. So uh, this is very much – 
put this on Facebook as like, okay, this totally would have worked with Humphrey Bogart as Philip Marlowe or Jack Nicholson as Jake Giddis. The plot would absolutely work like that. But then you have to throw in seven because there are some creepy aspects to it with cellular, serial killers. Sicilial serial killers? Cellular Sicilian killers. serial killers. Sicilian serial killers. And the, the corruption aspect of Gotham and all the rest of it, and it's all wound up. So it's really, really uh, good mystery, which is very cool for a Batman film. And it does talk about Batman actually has a character arc other than becoming Batman, which Batman begins. It's like, yeah, it shows how he becomes Batman, but it, he doesn't really change. In this one, he does. In this one, he understands that he has to do more than be the embodiment of vengeance. Because he introduces himself politely, but as he, you know, beats the hell out of random thugs, it's like, oh my God, what are you supposed to be? And he does, and he does the line, "I am vengeance," and then he beats the living crap out of him because he's Batman. Line um, out of vengeance. That sounds like an it's, awesome. But it's really, it's really well done. He doesn't overdo the Batman voice, which is good. It's, it's a different register than he just talks as Bruce Wayne, but it's not markedly different. It's just enough that it's like. Bruce, what are you doing here? And a lot of people don't know that the Batman voice is actually Jim Moore, right? That's <laughs> Batman. And he can't stop himself from saying playoffs. Uh, really, really good cast throughout the, the entire thing. Uh, if you don't know that Colin Farrell is in the movie, you ain't going to see him and you won't hear him. Uh, he's excellent. He really stands out. John Turturro. Nice to see John Turturro getting work after the nightmare yeah. that was the Jesus rolls, because oh my God, that's <laughs> that's kind of the opposite of the Batman. The Batman is a good movie, and the Jesus rolls is not a movie. So there you go. <laughs> uh, but it's almost three hours long, two hours and forty-five minutes of the actual screen time, and then you have the interminable credits after that. But the newsreel at the beginning doesn't. <laughs> it could have had a newsreel, but it. But it really moves along. It's very well paced. Very, uh, it might be the best Batman movie. Might be. Absolutely has the best plot of any of the Batman films, with, without a doubt. I mean, the only reason The Dark Knight is better, possibly, is just the overall, the cinematic quality of it, and Heath Ledger. But again, that's what stands out about this because Paul Dano is excellent as the Riddler. But this movie's not about the Riddler. This movie is about the Batman. The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight is about the Joker and how Batman reacts to it. That's not what this movie is. I mean, it's just exceptionally well done. So, and the way it ties into the Seahawks is it doesn't, but we wanted to talk about the Batman. Well, so it there does. Because Robert Pattinson was in Twilight and they filmed that in Northwest uh, Washington. Well, there you are. And he's got Once, just as much a chance to be the quarterback of the Seahawks as anybody else in 2022. Well, not as much of a chance as I do, but close. Well, I mean, according to the hair, Mel Kiber, that's true. But you know, the, the hair, hair. Or the wig, the, the hair, the hair wig, the the the, wig. the beehive, the hair wig, the hair wig is a hair wig in the angry inch. That's right. Wow, a, Mel Kiber should tour that. That would be amazing. That's right. What Mel Kiper's been in an accident. He has the hair wig, and now he has a hair lip. Sadly, so uh, Mel Kiper, everyone. Todd is number five. Who's Stacy Keach? That's it. Who's Stacy Keach? <laughs> Stacy Keach. 
<laughs> I, I, I like how Stacy Keach is shaving the mustache for now because it's like, hey, look, I'm, I can still act very well, and you know, I have a hair lip. Sorry. He's an excellent actor. Still. Stacy Keach, by the way, breaking news, has just been signed as the left tackle of the Seahawks for 2022 because they were like, huh, we we don't we're gonna think about playing without tackles. So. He beefed up. He beefed up. He beefed up. He beefed up. He beef beefed a Roni. I don't know. That's a San Francisco treat. That's uh, not 49ers thing. Anyway, that's that's our and that's our show. I think that's it. Thank you for listening. That's goodbye. Go see the Batman. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90 percent lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or Seven Up. All with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.